So let's continue with the obedience to the heavenly vision. Ella Francis already read that Acts 26, 19, 20, that has been our scripture. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared. You said what? Willing? Say it again. Okay, yeah, I was not unwilling to be, disob uh, to be persuaded to concerning the heavenly vision. And Apostle Paul, they have made, a, uh, of course, translation of several words he used in his, in his uh, letters that I'm fully persuaded. I'm convinced. You, you, you see that? I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that which, I've, which I have committed to him is able to keep it. I'm persuaded. Neither life nor death. Nothing is separating me from the love of God. Now, so, so he says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared. I said again some weeks ago that when the vision is so full inside of you, you'll declare it. You'll declare it. When it's so full, you know you're persuaded. You will declare that vision. So having read that, let's go to 2 Timothy because of time. I'll do some reading from chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, the Amplified Version. Now let's go slowly. We have, we have screens all over today. Several of them, not all of us, several of them. Now look at this, but I'm looking forward to when we change the sanctuary, most likely we'll have the platform over there and we have a big screen. Hallelujah. Big screen, wonderful. As we most likely when you come this year, next year, we'll have uh, renderings, artist renderings, so, so that you can see what you're going to do actually in this, this sanctuary. This is temporary. The roof is temporary. No wonder when it rains, you hear it raining. <laughs> it's temporary. We, we did this in 2013 when we are having the Jubilee Conference. You call it Jubilee Conference in 2013. I remember it took a few weeks to build these walls. It's temporary. It's going to change completely and it will be wonderful. Now look at this. Apostle Paul says this, For he delivered us, mark that word delivered, delivered us and saved us. If you like highlighting notes, that's a wonderful place there. For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a high calling. He delivered us, he saved us, and called us with a high calling. Look at this. A calling that leads to a consecrated life. When you know you have that call, and you've given yourself to that call, you live a consecrated life. A life set apart. There are joints that will never find me. Even if they are so common, you'll never find me. Why? I have a calling. You'll not find me in a casino. I have a calling. Oh, but pastor, I'm calling to a casino. That, follow your calling. <laughs> follow your calling. I'm not calling to a casino. I don't gamble. So, so then, uh, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life of purpose. Say a life of purpose. Are you seeing that? Do words mean anything to you? Especially the word of God. A life of purpose. 
that should be yours in my life. A life of purpose. I tell people who can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to town. It's a holiday. People are supposed to be planting thing, the trees. Are you planting trees in town? No, I just want to go to town. For what purpose? <laughs> no, I just want to go around town. Mostly, I think such people grew up in the village. When they had a shopping, shopping area, not shopping, a trading center. They never called it shopping, you know, trading center. Or a market. And I don't know why they call it Sokomjinga. <laughs> I don't know why they call it that way. But a market like that. So they met maybe one. Uh, in my village, it was uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Sometimes you'll go to that market just to meet with people. You have no plan. Mondays and Thursdays. That's before I gave my life to Christ, though. I call in that list to a consecrated life. A life set apart, a life of purpose. Not because of our works or because of any person merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose. So look at this. We live a life of purpose because of his own purpose. The whole thing is this. To live a life of purpose, you have to find for what purpose you are here. And the only way to find that is in Christ. Again, I can say it, but uh, you can check it out again from uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. When you find him, you find purpose. He created you for a purpose, but then for his own purpose. So therefore, well, therefore, when you start pursuing him, you'll start realizing you are in his purpose and you fulfill it. And that's the only place you'll find joy and peace. No else. I made a statement, I, read, I think I, I did a teaching in 2017 to the staff, but it says that disaster is, is to be busy doing something. Huh? Let's see over here. I don't want so much to go in that direction, but speaking to the staff even this past week, Oh, glory to God. Okay, one of, one of the greatest mistakes in life is to be busy but not effective, and life's greatest failure is to be successful in the wrong assignment. <laughs> to be successful in the wrong assignment. How many people are successful in the wrong assignment? I mean, you want to do exactly what, what God wants you to do. I'm called as a pastor. That's my calling. Now, therefore... If I'm not enjoying it, I need to go back to the, to the one who called me. Because it's not the problem. I am. If I'm, with, I'm not enjoying it. So look at this. Not because of our works or because of any personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this. But because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing and deserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began in eternal ages. Let's go to the next one, please. Look at this. But now, that extraordinary purpose and grace. Do you see that? Extraordinary purpose and grace has been fully disclosed and realized by us through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the person we need to know. This is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom we sent. That's the fulfillment of our lives. Through his incarnation and earthly ministry, I like this one. 
abolished death, making it null and void. No wonder I don't fear death. And brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Is that all? To light through the gospel. So the gospel is good news, remember. Let's go to Romans 8 to connect with what I've just said in verse 28, or what we've just read there. That's all his scriptures. 28 to 30. Listen to this. <clears throat> and we know with great confidence that God was deeply concerned about us. Say, God is deeply concerned about me. Oh, he does. He does. I had a testimony from our church member this past Sunday. Uh, she said, when we read that Romans chapter 8, that you are my, my beloved child, you know, that, 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 that scripture, she said, thank you, Pastor. I got healed right there. I didn't know what I was going through. I received my breakthrough right there when you read that scripture. The greatest fulfillment begins with this, when you know God loves you. When you know God loves you. And we know with great confidence, are you seeing that, Brother Francis, again? Great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together. But you need to go to some scriptures before then in your, time, uh, in your own time. Prayer. As a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. The moment we receive Jesus Christ, that's where we entered in, into the purposes of God. But even after having been born again, you seek, you, you knock, you seek, what does it say? Seek and you shall find, ask. You ask, you knock, you seek. In fact, the other way, you ask, you knock, you seek. Anyway, you have to do that. Because, again, gold, you don't find gold around. Everywhere. You have to seek. To be, to, you have to be a seek of the kingdom. For those who foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And I like this one ultimately and ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that you would be the first, so that you would be the firstborn, the most beloved and honored among many believers. I have a big brother. His name is Jesus. Look at what follows next, verse 29, verse 30. For those whom he predestined, he also called. And those who he called, he also justified. Declared free of the guilt of sin. This is something for you to believe as a believer in Christ. To walk free of the guilt of sin. And to do that is to repent that sin and ask God to forgive you. And after that, pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. But he says free of the guilt of sin. And those he justified, listen to this one, he also glorified, what does that mean? Raising them to a heavenly dignity. Oh my goodness. Raising them to a heavenly dignity. You need just to think that way over and over again. I have been raised to a heavenly dignity. Oh, I like that. Where do you come from? Heaven. 
Who's your father? God. <laughs> I've been raised to a heavenly dignity. Don't forget this. Why did he predestine? Because God inhabits eternity. God lives outside of time. So we must renew our minds with the word of God and think like he thinks through his word. He lives outside time. He lives in, in habits. That's in Isaiah 57 verse 15. God inhabits eternity. So because he lives outside of time, we need to think that way too. We need to think that way. I'm telling you, that's your healing from disappointments and a sense of failure. I've received my forgiveness. I've received my redemption. No matter what has happened, I've moved on. Now I have to believe God to see his plan unfold for the future that he has in store for me. He raised you to a heavenly dignity and God inhabits eternity. Therefore, listen this, our vision should be in the eternal purposes of God. Salvation. If your vision is to work, retire, go back up country, I don't know if you have it or not. Some of you are born here, you third generation. But <laughs> some of us are the first generation city dwellers. <laughs> we grew up with the country. But look at this. So if, you, if your vision is to, to, to work, retire, go start a business, back at up country, and then, then that's, you are done with that, that's miserable. You must seek while you are here. You must seek. That's miserable, church. Okay, if your vision is to have a big house after that, the children will grow, then you'll be talking to each other through mobile phones in the same house. <laughs> if that's the only vision, what about after you've built the house? So why am I taking you to? To be eternal-minded. As much as you've done to the least of this, my brethren, you've done it unto me. That's eternity. That's your passion. Listen to this. That overcomes any crisis on this earth because you're no longer bound by time. You're no longer bound by the happenings of this world. You are spiritually minded. You are predestined by God. You've been justified. You have been freed, declared free of the guilt of sin. And you've been raised to a heavenly dignity. So the failure of the natural system does not move you. You need to listen to Dr. Jerry Saville's uh, uh, message of 2024. I think he's taught it twice. I was listening last, 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 last Sunday. He ministered in a Heritage of Faith Church. We have to think that way, church. I have a vision. What's the vision? To get married. Then after that? To get five children. Your wife says, no, I want one. Your vision has ended. 
You see what I'm saying? You have to think of eternity. You have to think beyond the natural. You have to endeavor to live in that realm, in that thinking, over and over again. So that's a heavenly vision. What is the best that you can accomplish on this earth? The best. Let me give you the best you can accomplish in this earth. Influence many lives for Christ is the best gift you can give to anyone. Influence many lives for Christ is a gift you can give to anyone. Many. Many. Oh, that's the best gift you can give to anyone. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is everything to us. I thought about this for years. Years li- lived that way, way before the year 2005. Just told the ministry, Pastor Zued and Carla, then I wrote a letter uh, that I could see what was happening to the ministry, the hard times. And <laughs> the salary had accumulated for, for years. So we got married in 2003. So you for months and months and years over and you, you, you have a back pay, you're looking forward to the day you'll be paid to buy for my bride new couches, uh, couch, you know, sofa sets. And I, you know, then when I get this money, we'll buy this sofa set, we'll buy this. And, and she's looking forward because I remember I got married and um, she, was, she was a teacher at Pangani Girls High School. I lived in a a place called 87. Very posh place, 87. It's, it's not called one of those names around. It's 87. Can you imagine? I lived in 87. And then, so I lived with uh, Pastor Maxwell. I had a room and my friend Henry and myself. And we had three bedrooms and we shared the sitting room and everything we could together and all that. We, both of us worked in the office and lived in Faith International. Then when I... Got married, broke, I had my salary, I think it was 12000 uh, Then with taxes and all that, I, I ended up with 10000 So we started discussing with Tina where we're going to live. And uh, she said, honey, you know, you've, I've seen your pay slip. <laughs> uh, to go rent out a house out there will be more expensive. And I'll have to... Uh, to be able to, what do you call this, to commute to the workplace. Right now I'm living in Pangani Girls. There's a house there. She had two bedrooms, self-contained house. And I, I walk across to the school. Uh, I think it will be good for us to live here. I wasn't sure about that offer <laughs> that after the wedding you're moving into your bride's house. But God enabled me to humble myself. <laughs> and I said, that's okay, honey. And are you falling in love with me? What else do we say? <laughs> Fall in love with a broke man? That's it. That's, that's how it goes. So anyway, so we went there, but 
This I will tell you again. You've heard it, but I'll tell you again. The bathroom was a terrazzo floor. <laughs> so I've, I've showered and I'm whistling back to the bedroom, and then she goes to the shower. In that bathroom, there was a, uh, it was this side, there was a broom there because the terrazzo didn't allow all the water to go to the floor trap or the drainage. So anyway, so after I've showered, whistling back to the bedroom, praise God, just, you know, married, hallelujah. And then, uh, so she goes, say, hey, honey. I say, what is it? Uh, you haven't swept the water to the drainage. Oh, man. The first thought was this, you don't have a house, remember? <laughs> so she started ordering you around. I'm telling you, something was trying to come on me and that not of God. Again, God helped me. I humbled myself. I went and swept. And for all the years we lived there, I swept. I got used to my terrazzo bathroom. So can you, think, can you think how it was? Oh, I remember. This is the one I wanted to say. That. So I'm leaving from Pangani to go to Westlands, and we are counting coins for my bus fare. Bought number six to town, and number 23 from town to St. Mark's. So we count, and I've gone, and I'm believing God to come back home. So then if you have a back pay, then after that I got promoted and promoted and my salary went high to the range of the 30,000, 30 something thousand then. And more of a senior person now, a senior person in the ministry. And then so it has accumulated for months. Over a year, it was over a year actually, over, over one and a half years. So I was looking forward to a lot of money so that I could do something now for the broom, for, for my bride who had invited me in, the, in, the, in our own house. <laughs> then the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to sow all that money to the ministry and forgive the ministry all this money, back pay, and then right after that, they don't need to be paying you anything. I told Tina, her sofa was out of the window, and everything else that we said you are going to buy from that money was out. I wrote, I still have it. I have it on my iPad. I took a photo of it. I still have it. I know the amount that we sold to the ministry then. And so, let's live that way then. And keep believing God. And keep believing God. So when I stand in doing what I do, in praying for people, counseling people, taking time with people, I do it as unto the Lord. I can truly say that. I, we, we have prayed for a certain lady recently. She came to the office. She's not a church member. But she read some things about me and she said, she, saw, she told Brother Duncan that it's like I know that pastor. I need to meet with him. She come from Catholic background. Anyway, we sat down. And then she started asking, so how much do you pay? Mean any pay in this? I said, no, just helping you. That woman was so ministered to. She walked away with the presence of God 
And she said, but I want to give you something. Uh, I want to give, to give an offering. I said, that's fine. This is the uh, talk to the secretary over there. She told the secretary, no, I want his personal number. I said, sure, why not? <laughs> give her. But down in my heart, I'm doing that. I'm not doing it for money. When you find your purpose in God, purpose comes first. Provision follows. What about over the years God has helped us? Has helped us in supporting Pastor Suede and Carla, helped Tina and I to be in places, to be find, receive so much favors and, and on and on. I can go on and on and change our neighborhood and all that and everything else. I'll be brought for gifts and, and I go online and to find out the cost of it. You know, nowadays it's so easy. You cannot corner us. You understand? Not those times that you bring a gift, you don't know how much it is. You can't tell me this is wonderful. I can go check the price. Or that I give my tithe. Anyway, I said, my goodness, honey, check out this price of these shoes. They brought me these shoes. Some, some, uh, let me say, um, some, some months ago, meeting with a certain brother and I was thanking him for the help that he had given to me in certain area. And then I, he, he told me, Pastor, you remember last time you asked me about where I bought my shoes from? You like my shoes? I said, yeah, that's, that's why. In fact, in fact, I want to go buy a shirt. So we went there, and I was buying a shirt. I wanted a white shirt. So we went there, and he said, uh, uh, I started checking out some suits. He said, Pastor, you like that suit? No, I don't. Uh, no, I'm fine. I want a shirt. No, do you like the suit? I, I want a shirt. Understand? And he also, my, in my pocket was for the shirt. You know, my heart was for everything, but my pocket was for the shirt. You know the difference? <laughs> So I said, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I, I like this shirt, that's the one I'm, but pastor, do you like this? I like it, that's fine. So anyway, I, I went, picked up, he said, why don't you go ahead and fit it? I said, ah, really? Go ahead. I did, fit it. And the shirt you've like, yeah, this is the shirt I've like. What about a tie? I said, I, I came for a shirt. You know, again, the hat is for everything, but the, the, you have, you plan for the shirt. Anyway, went on for a shot, um, and then he said, he said, that's okay. So he said, so I was moving around, really, literally, I was checking because it's my first time to get into that shop, and checked, I, I was checking out the shoes and said, Pastor, you like those shoes? I, I'm fine. Anyway, long story short. He bought, he said, that's yours, Pastor, and the suit, and the tie. And the shirt, and the socks, and the, the, the uh, no, the owner said, "Oh, you are pastor. Da, da, da. Get the get the tie. I'll give you the tie. I'm buying pastor the tie, and I think tie and socks." So you know, we finished that, and then uh, I was with my niece, and my niece was bought for also. And then Tina had gone to the salon. She came in. She you came right on time. Get clothes also. <laughs> Seriously, I'm telling you the truth. It was on a good Friday. Get clothes also, and. And then we went to the house, thanking the brother and all. They went to the house. When I opened that, that uh, suit, what do you call it? Cover, whatever you call it. You put the suit inside and, and you hang it. 
then shoes dropped off. In fact, these are their shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they are, they are nice. Zoom in, zoom in, brother. <laughs> oh, these are their shoes. <laughs> I did not talk the, lady, the ladies, the attendants, put those shoes inside. Also, and I opened it. Did he even pack the shoes also? I was happy. You can go on your budget. Or you can believe God. Amen? If you start seeing 17 billion in the ocean, don't you know that is available? <laughs> that should give you some hope. Hallelujah. If you're doing a little business and you see 17 billion in high seas, that should give you some hope. You say, Lord, the earth and all its fullness belongs to you. And here I am, your son. Here I am, your daughter. That should give you some hope. If you see that they, 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 they stole 300 billion, uh, I mean 200 million shillings, that should give you some hope. It means the money is there. It's in the wrong hands. You need, you need to come to the right hands. And we'll feed people. We'll be the house of the Lord. We'll send out more missionaries. We'll, we'll support KSCF and all those outreaches with much more. When it comes into the right hands, you have to commit to that before it comes. Let me go back into my... But you had my, our shoes uh, testimony. And all that's amazing. And anyway, I see them coming and coming. And even last week I was sent for... <laughs> last week I was sent for... Certain brother said, Pastor, I promised you I was going to buy a suit for you. I thought, did you promise? I thought, I said, oh, okay. You know, those ones, you say, okay. So I'm sending someone, sent one. I sent several, I picked up one. He said, Pastor, but I realized they don't have a nice stock. So when they bring a new stock, I still have some two for you. I said, okay, Lord, thank you. Who told you that? You see, you've been distracted. Keep your purpose fast. Amen? That's not the purpose for serving. Keep your purpose fast. Help people. Love people. Tell people about the goodness of the Lord. That's all you do. He'll be doing the rest. Praise God. Well, the gospel is God's generosity to the world. I'll do it quickly now. The gospel, don't forget that. The gospel is God's generosity for the, uh, to, to the world, actually. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. It says, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus has appointed, appointed them for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples. You see influence? I see influence there. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things as discipleship that I have commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. The gospel is the influence. Let us tell people and demonstrate to them of our Father's generosity. 
Tell people about the father's generosity, really. He sent his son to us, to the world. He sent the Holy Spirit to the church. Look at John 14, 1 to 4. It's a good news. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then what does it say? In my father's house are many mansions. Do you know what he said? You pray, you pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want a good mansion here on this earth. That's not my purpose. Mine is to focus on him, but good mansion. It's okay to live in a good mansion. Uh, if, if it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. I would, have, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And then he says this, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Wow. And where I go, you know, and the way, the way you know. Church, when we have that intact of God's purpose in our lives, Again, we become unmoved by what is happening in the world. Than ever before, I think we're hearing rumors and uh, wars and rumors of war. Israel is this, Iran is saying this. The other side, they are saying this. This all is happening around and, and wars and rumors of war. But if we stay focused, we'll see God's purposes through our lives and will give to people true influence the gospel. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we do in this ministry, we do for the gospel. Everything. No one, listen to this church, no one can accuse us that we took their money for ourselves. No one. Think about our home. So the gospel, generosity, influencing those children for Christ and, and teach them and raise them up from the place they were in to be people with, of dignity. What about HLA? I remember Pastor Carla, uh, we were together here and she said, you know what the Lord spoke to me, uh, Davis? What? He told me, there is your school. Okay. So we are starting a school. I'm thinking, oh Lord, we are not idle. We're beginning something. Building, believing God to build that. And educate those children. That means bills are going to increase. Bring them orphans and vulnerable children, pay for them everything, actually everything. What will we be looking for? Influence for Christ, the gospel. I saw those children, Tina and I saw those children come to the kindergarten. From the first time they come, they came in 2019. They didn't know, Snemer, remember that, they never flashed used a toilet that you'll flush. Never seen themselves in a full mirror. And they went to a washroom. For the first time, they have seen themselves in the mirror. Uh, Miss Never, tell me if I'm saying it right. 
they said, I mean, uh, our, our washrooms became the, the big place to go to or something like that, not the exact words, but that's the big place to go to. For the first time you are going there and this big mirror, seeing themselves. Oh, if you see those photos, I'll show you some photos right now. What are you doing that for? The gospel. I haven't started in a circle to tell you. <laughs> Tithe, ndani kwandani. If you don't want, three things. One of the same. Why is, is it that we don't do so? The gospel. We're giving people. We're helping people. We found our purpose. If there's anything that you're going to see in this ministry, it's going to be for the sake of the people. We can show you all your ties where it goes to. To the vision. The gospel. That's a heavenly vision. God is generous. When you find your purpose, he supplies all the time. You are not limited by your job. It's never a limitation. Your limitation is your thinking. You're not limited by your job, actually. <laughs> I had, I've heard Brother Copeland say this, Kenneth Copeland say that. Uh, you can be a janitor and own a jet. And then, and then, you know, the way he talks, say, someone may be asking, what will the janitor be doing with a jet? They say, it depends on what they do on their weekends. He may be working as a janitor. What do you call janitors? Cleaner? Cleaner, yeah. They're working as a cleaner Monday to Friday. But during the weekends, you're going to Japan to preach. You need a jet. So you preach on Saturday, Sunday, then you fly in on Monday morning and you start cleaning. So the limitation right there is what? You're thinking. But if you know the purpose, there's no limitation. Listen to this. Knowing God's purpose for your life is a limitation, a limitation breaker. When you know that, it breaks all limitation. I remember the first time Tina and I will be invited to be with Pastor's wedding and come. I'm thinking, okay, Lord. I tell Tina, Pastor will say that we are going to travel with them. She has in the same vehicle? Yeah. And then you are going to spend in Kisumu, those years Imperial Hotel was big. And you're going to spend with Pastor's wedding, just two of us. Yeah? And she's thinking, how am I going to behave? I'm with Pastor Wade in the vehicle and Pastor Carla for all those kilometers. So you see, Terrazzo bathroom was not a limitation to us. <laughs> it's just trusting God. And we started being taken around to places and places and we started just, just being around and I mean, we didn't become, we didn't feel like it was familiar. There was an awe right inside of us every time we were around them. But the thing is this. We felt more comfortable being around them. 
Let me show you some of the pictures of this vision. Do you have them ready, Mr. Boris? All right, let's see some of those things. Some I'll be talking a little bit. So that's Living Faith International. Remember, we're talking about obedience to the heavenly vision. Now look at this. Hold right there. Living Faith International, Victor Faith Church. Under it still, Victor Faith Church, we have outreaches, by the way. Different outreaches. But then we have also our home child care center. Like this time I'm talking about going to Kitale, to all those churches, is the outreach of Victory Faith Church. Then we have our home child care center, and then we have Heritage Leadership Academy. For the time being, I said, let's call them spirit-led projects for, for now. But they multiply and increase and increase. And much has been done through this ministry over the years. Now let's go to the next one. So that's the, victory of, uh, the, the vision of Victory Faith Church. is loving others first through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. All right, you know it by now. Uh, uh, it's, I could have removed, then I told you to say it. That's fine. But let's go, go forward. Then I told you, 1987, Pastor Zoe and Carla was sent by Dr. Jerry Seville for a six-month assignment, supposedly, and that was going to happen in, in uh, Kakamega. And they ended up staying here for all their lives, actually, until Pastor Wade went to heaven. So that's Pastor Carla, those who've never seen Pastor Carla, and that's their husband, Pastor Wade. I said many times, I told Tina, I've never met in my life a person like Pastor Wade. Different. Our personalities, can you pause, please? Let's stop right. Our personalities are like East and West. Ah, oh, that man. <laughs> I think I was in, like in the military training with him. And he told me, Davis, I'm doing this for you, son. You may not like it, but I'm doing this for you. And I saw people quitting around, but I knew I'd called alongside with him. And I, he was born in 1942, like my dad, 22nd of August, 1942. I was born in 1973. You can tell the age difference we had. But we went to places together, and I learned lots of things being around him. And at the same time, I went to be with the Lord in 2012, and Pastor Carl and I started working together until today. So that's Pastor Wade, wonderful man. Oh, my goodness, I miss him. This coming, this coming uh, 27th will be 11 years, 27th of November. It will be 11 years. He'll wait for me for a long time. I'm still around. All right. Just begun. I turned 50. Go ahead, please. So that's Pastor's Wade and Carl. And then the church, of course, had begun in Safari Park and took many, many faces going to Parklands Law School. And now in Kasarani, that's the time getting ready to pitch the tent. That was 1998. Is that so? Yeah, that's 1998. So that's in Kasarani. And that's the tent in Kasarani. That's the time now I'm coming in uh, that tent and served us an usher behind there and, and just believing God. So that's Pastor Zoe and Carl in Kasarani. Go forward, please. Amen. Still, that's Kasarani area. Different ministers. I remember that brother and his wife prayed for to start ministry. The other one also going out into ministry. So there are so many ministers that have come through this church to other places. Only in eternity can we know 
what that's the youth presentation thing during those Christmas presentations and all that. Go forward, please. They are then in 2003, we are leaving from Kasarani. <laughs> I remember that, that, that Sunday we had wonderful church service. Then on Monday, the NAC government, you remember NAC government? Uh, they used to say what? Unbogable? Is it that unbogable one? Anyway, the NAC government came in, and then the minister, I won't tell you his name, for sports he came and said, what is this tent doing here? We just signed as a ministry a new lease agreement. What is it doing here? I want this church out immediately. And uh, because FIFA is going to build all around here, this church must go. He was a Muslim. Anyway, Pastor Wade, of course, leaders, there are different leaders, the influence tried, and we are given a few months to leave. We worked. Anyone was there that time? Several hands. We worked to move. Today, if you go there, tall bushes, FIFA did nothing. It's a rubble. Can tell who was behind that. Then we began moving around. Gymnasium, Safari Park. You come on Sunday, we don't know where you are going. Are we in gymnasium or Safari Park? You'll find us somehow. And people don't like to be bothered. They start, some of them started leaving. People don't like to be bothered. Amazing. Many Christians can stand, a few Christians can stand with you and stay with you. They started leaving. Kasarani, gymnasium. Gymnasium, I remember one Sunday. That was 2005. We moved over here. We had a tent in 2004. On a Saturday, we had a wedding. I came in the afternoon. It had rained like during this, not as much probably, but just similar. And then he went in the tent, yeah? There was no floor like this. He went in, shoop, water, shoop, water. From the platform area, shoop, shoop, shoop. The altar area, water. There the corner. Then I, I went across around in Garden Estate Road and I went and bought hay. You know hay? Lots of it filled the, the, the whole area of the, of the, of the tent. I woke up early in the morning, just come to the church, coming in, zoop, zoop, zoop. The hay didn't help anything. I called Pastor Wade. I said, Pastor, I can't have a service in here. I thought I was going to say, stand at the door, at the gate, tell people to go, we'll meet next Sunday. That was my first shocker in that, in that, in that area. He said, really, Davis? Yeah, no, we can't. He said, you know what? Call the management of the stadium, the gymnasium stadium. Ask them if they can, be, uh, they can house us this, this morning for us to have our service there. I thought, my goodness. I know what it takes to have the service there. It's 8 o'clock now. I said, yes, Pastor. I called them. We said, by the way, we can set up the place for you quickly. 10 o'clock began. We had a service at gymnasium. That's the thing about not having your own land. 
you become nomadic. You get used to nomadic lifestyle. But look at this. So then, go forward, please, and a bit quick then. All right, then in 2002, in March, we went to Kakuma and Lokchogio to minister. I was with Pastor Wade, and anyone who's here today who are with us, oh, Eddie, you're there. Oh, Eddie, almost born in this church. <laughs> yeah, you were with us. That's the only person, actually. We were how many? 12? 12, 12. And we went Pastor Wade to Kakuma, and they said one of the outreaches can go forward there. I have long stories about that. Uh, do you, can you recognize anyone there? Huh? The one with the guitar is Jeff Makoha. Stand up, brother. Stand up. Yeah, that, that's the guy. Yeah. The, the kind of trousers you used to wear, if it was during this time, you can make two trousers out of the same material. Go ahead and be seated. The one with the tie, come on, go back there. I forwarded, I sent it to Pastor Maxwell. The one with a yellowish tie and a black shirt and a baggy trouser, that's Pastor Maxwell Arua. Can you imagine of that? I sent to him on Tuesday. And then, of course, there are several others there. That, Leonard, you see the one in a green, green trouser? That's Leonard Matol. All right. Oh, my goodness. Go to the next one, though. That, that was Kitengela mission. We had just come from Rwanda in the, in the missions, Uganda, Rwanda. And then I was the main preacher, actually, in that Kitengela youth mission. Uh, there's no photo of mine there? Back there? Where you, we were? All right, stay right there. That's fine. Now, that's in Rwanda, in Kigali. That's Pastor Wade. And then if you count from Pastor Wade, there's a brother holding the microphone. There used to be in this ministry years ago. And that's the next brother. The one holding the briefcase is me. That's Pastor Wade's briefcase. The one standing next to me is Tina. <laughs> Why are you all laughing? <laughs> Go to the next one. Then this, is, this was 2012, actually, in June. That's, I think, the last mission I had with Pastor Wade. That was at the committee prison. We are reviving that prison ministry, and you've heard today, and I really encourage you to sow your seed regarding this so that you may revive this outreach. So we had, we had taken them computers, actually, and that's one of the computers that we took there. Let me make this announcement. The computers come up. We are believing God, and we so desire to have computers in our home. They are, they are, the ones that are there are old, and now they are giving more assignments on, to do online. Any one of you who say, I can sew, even if a good computer, even if you've used it for some time, feel hunger free. You're welcome. We desire to have that com those computers. At least how many? Ten? How even ten? Laptop or desktop? Desktop, laptop, please. Feel like you can, you, you, I mean, you know that you can be able to help us, please give us those computers. Okay, let's go forward with that. So that's in committee prison. Of course, that's KACF outreach, that's Pangani Girls High School. Uh, we did, I don't know which year that was. But wonderful. Go to the next one, please. This, some of those outreaches. And now this is Garden Estate here, this compound. 
Now, this is after much work had been done, by the way. And this should be 2005 or six. Look at the way this place was. There's no tarmac road up, up here. No, nothing. Down there at the front, nothing. It looked bushy. There are trees, as you can tell, that building over there, trees all over there. Opposite our gate, there are so many trees, which nowadays you see is a petrol station. Go, go forward, please. So you see that, and they started constructing here. Lots of work, millions of money that have come into the, gone into this compound. And now that's the construction beginning. Anyone remembering any part of this? Yeah, I see hands of, of, of oh my goodness. Go to the next one, please. And then, here it was, the sanctuary. You can see Warren Priska lift, lifting her hands over there. Uh, there there's no, there, I mean, the tent used to be white in color, but at some point it turned to brown. And oh, I'm seeing my brother, Karomia, he's in heaven now, the one man seated in yellow outfit. He's been in heaven for some years now. Such a wonderful man. So he's much older than I. He like calling me, my Pastor Davis. My Pastor Davis. Remember I'm Oh my goodness, precious people. Huh? Is that Mama Kevin? Huh? Is that Mama Kevin? She's the one. Oh, okay, yeah. Mama, you see yourself, where is she today? Oh, she's not around, okay. Let's go forward. Oh, that is uh, the one dancing. No, that is not Helen. Anyway, so this was 2012 November, uh, early December during the funeral of Pastor Weathers, Pastor J.B. Whitfield can see there, Dr. Stan Luangeni and other leaders. And that's, that was such a sad day, but God. I felt more for Pastor Carla. I was feeling it, but I felt for, for Pastor Carla. But God has helped us from 2012. Go forward, please. Ah, that's, that's, that's him now here. That preacher boy, that's, I don't know which year that was, but committed to the vision. Yeah, man, <laughs> glory to God. Committed. <laughs> you, can, you can tell Tina got married by faith. <laughs> committed to the vision. <laughs> oh, I was a youth. Go, go back there, please. Uh, go back. I was a youth leader, actually, and a youth pastor for years. So I think that is one of the climbs going up to a certain mountain or so, somewhere. And this other one was taken by Pastor Wade, I think, is the one who took that photo. I don't know which year those, you see the cufflinks, and, you know, we had those some cufflinks. Man, we are stylish. Yeah, praise. Let's go to the next one. Me and Pastor Wade now ministering. Look at the blazer this other side. That was in Kitale. Yeah, we didn't have slim fits now those days. I mean, dress up, Baba. We were in Kitale. This other one on the left, we were in committee prison. And on my right, is it the same way? In, in my right, we were in Kitale. I'm forgetting the name of that, that uh, hotel. We are ministering to this pastor. I'm going to minister to Pastor Francis Omalo. He's in heaven now. But from there, we are going down to Kainuk. Uh, Kapenguria, Kainuk, Lodwa, and Kakuma, and ministered in the refugee camp and go to Lokchogio, where I remember we were attacked by the bandits. But that's me over there. 
Hallelujah. Committed to the vision. Go to the next one. The same brother. <laughs> committed to the vision. You never change. You keep com being committed to the vision. Now go to the next one, please. Now that's Pastor Carla there and my wife Tina. I think that's the children home, uh, home Nairobi. I can tell you laugh about me, but not about Tina. I noticed that. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's go to the next one. That's a thing doing ties and hopefully that should have been maybe 2012, thereabout. Go to the next one, please. So our home child care center, I want you to see some, some of those things that have happened over the years. That's, that's in Budalangi. That's medical clinic. Dr. Chris, you remember that? That, is, that was in August, actually. The medical clinic, this other side, that was in August 2002. I remember that. This other one, the lower picture, that was the first time we went to Budalangi. That was in March 2002. Go to the next one, please. And of course, different ones. You see me there praying. And then there's the middle one, and there's the other one. That is the first one in 2002 again in Budalangi. Go to the next one, please. And uh, still in Budalangi. Next. That's Budalangi still. If you check around there, you'll see Ma Ma Mandela in one of those. It's okay. Go, go forward. The missions team from Agape Faith Church, I think this is most current. That's last year. We did here at the home Nairobi, a home Nairobi. Last year, should be last year. But over the years, you see, the children keep growing. Go to the next one, please. Keep growing. The little ones become bigger, bigger guys. Heritage Leadership Academy. Let's see some of those things. As Pastor Carla saw, Miss Nema, you are the only teacher. Then, that was 2016, and at the garage, we had our uh, ACE program. And here is Pastor Carla with uh, Teresa. Stand up, Teresa. You see, uh, that's the girl over there. That's amazing. Go ahead. Let's see the next one. And of course, that's in the garage. At some point, Leah started helping, helping uh, Miss Neymar. Go to the next one, please. And that's Pastor Carl, myself, and oh, those are the only children we had, yeah? Yeah, these are the first ones in 20, should be that same year, in 2016, and we are the other home. The vision keep, kept growing. Now, this is the construction now, when it's beginning, the HLA over here. Lots of work going on. Don't go to the next one. Construction going on. I like construction. I like seeing the progress. Look at how, how it was. And then we came to that place. And of course, this is, I think, the most recent one on your right. And go to the next one, please. And then you see construction still going on. We're about to finish those classrooms, the upper class. And that was 2019, I think. Is that so? 2019. That, go, go back there. That's the head teacher. The one talking to the children. Oh, so, so that's me. That's, <laughs> that's me. But the next, those, those guys have grown, actually. Go to the next one, please. Uh, can you imagine? Now, this should have been last year. Last year, but what? Maybe two years ago, yeah. 
But see the children keep growing. Uh, go to the next one, please. These children keep growing. Where is Grace? Is Grace here? I see Grace over there. Is Grace here? Oh, she's, okay, all right. But these children keep growing. Go to the next one, please. And, of course, Masabit, the most recent one. And there are so many other things. If I took all the time, I was waiting really for Pastor Carla, when she would come in, like she was to come in August, I wanted to sit down and talk about it, and I wanted to put a video regarding that. So that you can show the history. Oh, that man can carry luggage. I didn't notice that. <laughs> and it was heavy. Remember that Nova just carrying it, just heavy. And there it was. That was our first trip to Marsa Beach. That was last year in December. And of course, so many things continuing going on. Church? That's fine. Thank you. Thank you. And so many of them. I know you like photo albums. <laughs> we are called to minister to others. You are called into the vision and for the purposes of God. Let me say some few things and we, we finish. As you go out today, I want you to think about Christ's influence through you to others. I want you to think about this. Are you influencing people for Christ? Think about that. Are you influencing people for Christ? Wherever you go. Do you know if you do that and you committed to discipleship? If one of you brought, every one of you brought one person next Sunday, we'll start having problem, good problem, of this sanctuary where to sit people. One person every Sunday. Just think about this. Reach, out, reach one, touch one, disciple one, will expand. And that's influence. Are you influencing others for Christ every day? I want you to think in those, in those terms. Today, tomorrow, as you go to the office, am I influencing anyone for Christ? Youth, do they even know that I'm born again or not? I remember a dentist years ago. I went and, uh, you know, I, I most when I go out, say, What's your name? I'm Davis Kimori. Okay, fine. And so the dentist started talking, and she's talking about Christ. She's talking to me about scriptures. I'm, I'm just quiet. Talking to me the scriptures. She's she just a talkative lady uh, about this, the, the Bible, the scriptures. And then uh, she asked me at the towards the end, she said, she asked me, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. She said, oh, me and my big mouth. I've been talking to a pastor, trying to, <laughs> trying to preach to a pastor all this time. <laughs> I said, no, doctor, you did so good. You did really so good talking to me. I said, oh, my big mouth. I've been preaching to a pastor. Now I'll keep quiet, but she doesn't keep quiet. She, she's on fire for the Lord and talking about Christ. Another have such a person. Amen. Amen. Oh, if you talk about Christ, you'll, you run away the, the clients. Really? Who runs away the clients? The devil or, or, or Christ? Christ brings them to you. Talk about Christ. Listen to this. You must live for God's purpose. Everyone of us are called to influence others for Christ. Every one of us. Every one of us. 
Why are these outreaches? Why do we go out? It's for Christ. We have testimonies of people giving their lives to Christ. Remember I was telling you, of, I've, I've told you, testimonies, we go out there. Why are we going to even masturbate for Christ? You know, I, I keep referring to you, Sabdio, but, but just seeing Sabdio just coming in and give our life to Christ. You gave your life to Christ. I laid her to the Lord, actually. And she told me now she can speak in tongues. Yeah, you can give praise and to the Lord. That's fine. Now, how it began, we don't know all that God has in store for Sabdio. I prophesied, I think I prophesied on her, well, I mean, to her life last Sunday. Is it last Sunday? Is it last Sunday? I think last Sunday. You are a woman of God. And you are going to bring such influence than anything you could have imagined. That will happen. Now that's influence. Who knows we are raising up Catherine Kuhlman of this age. Amen? Go home and say, oh my goodness, look at this lady, how many she led to the Lord. You don't know who you're touching. Only what you need to do is to give yourself fully to the Lord. No matter what, what the cost. It begins in your home. Raise your children for Christ. Please, church. Raise your children for Christ. We don't give people religion. We give them Christ crucified. Raise your children for Christ. This is a kingdom. I'm going to say something that is not popular, but it's the truth. Do you know actually the kingdom is not, it doesn't include negotiations? Huh? Do you know parents nowadays negotiate with their children? That's not kingdom. You know what is good for the child, do you? Oh, answer me. Do you know what is good for the child? So who directs the other? Don't be conformed to this world. I charge you in the name of Jesus. Don't be conformed to this world. That you negotiate concerning the plans of God with your, with your children. No, no, no. No, no, no. You show them the way. You live the way. Let them see your lifestyle on a daily basis. I have what a little Tina said even yesterday. Uh, she was telling Tina's mom that, that uh, Babu D and Somo love each other. Yeah. Praise God. Even a child can tell you when you love each other. They don't hear anything in the bedroom. In the bedroom. None of them are here anyway today. Is that so? Oh, you, you're all quiet, couples. You, you love each other. Huh? You better be saying, we love each other. Amen. We love each other. And you look at your wife and say, we love each other. And she looks at you. We love each other, you know that. And she looks at you. I say, see that we love each other. You say, eh, yeah, but I want you to start changing. That has nothing to do with love. Let's start there. We agree. A prayer of agreement. We love each other. <laughs> I 
That's how you win. You begin with a prayer of agreement. Let's begin with this. We love each other. Yeah, we do. Okay. So what is it that I need to fix? Wake up at night, do this and this. That's fine. You see, if I didn't humble myself, I could have gone and found a house. I didn't have the salary for it. Rents accumulates because you want to be a man. Huh? Now I'm giving my own testimony. I'm not talking to you. But I humbled myself. Oh, we had a small bed. Oh, my goodness. That bed was small. I, I, I didn't even move with a bed. You understand? <laughs> Man, my goodness. That bed was small. Then finally, God blessed me with some money, and I bought a bed. And I went to Nakmat Westgate and bought a mattress. I came home like I'd grown taller. <laughs> finally, a man is buying a bed. You know, that's why. Hey, I came from afar. I mean, I'm, it seems like I'm the only one. <laughs> huh? It seems like I'm the only one. That's how far I came. I finally I came home with a bed and, oh, we, we stay in that bed for long. Man, I fell, I fell now. Finally, I can breathe. The other one was tiny. The headboard was this way, like an arch. Can you imagine? Anyway, that was our first bed, actually. <laughs> it begins with your home. Don't give people religion. You give them Christ. Last scripture, let's go Romans 1. If you can stand up on your feet, please, you're winding up for sure. Romans 1, 16, 17. It's amazing. Don't despise humble beginnings. Amen. We may not be there yet, but we are coming. We left. Amen. We may not be there yet, but we left. I look forward to the seeing of this sanctuary built completely. I look forward to this. It's coming soon, church. I look forward to seeing our offices right here on top of this building up here. And we'll have a building up here and our offices will be here and HLA and dining area, uh, commercial kitchen, water project out there, and the story building's finished, all classrooms set, everything set, our solar panels, pumping our own electricity, and all this in this compound is coming soon. Want you to be part of this vision and help us. And more than that, we sow more. We give to outreaches more. We send out missionaries more. And see many people coming into the kingdom of God. That's the whole purpose for living. And remember, whoever lives what? Parents, brothers, sisters, what happened? The, the lands, what happened? They are blessed, multiply, receive brothers, sisters, and lands, plural. And you know what that means? More than ever, we are building our own homes. All of you seems like you have already built a home. We'll have our own homes, good neighborhood. Amen? Good neighborhood. I, I, I keep seeing, uh, I, I've seen homes. Tell Tina, final, when we have that, oh, you'll be, you'll be amazed. 
Because I've seen homes. I've watched homes. You want to be comfortable. Hmm? I've lived in different places where your neighbor, when they are cooking and you're hungry, you're smelling. I've lived that way. You hear the children crying at night, you want, you'll be awake also. I lived in Dandora that way. The neighbor over there. That's my first time, I, that was in Babadogo. First time I learned a Luo word. Ling, 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 ling. I started thinking, ling means what? The child is crying and the mother is saying, ling, ling, Steve, ling. I connected, ling means quiet. That's how I learned some of these languages. When you can hear everything about from your neighbor, you learn, ling. So nowadays, some of you now, you've learned a new vocabulary. Ling. <laughs> That's how I learned it first. I thought, man, what does ling mean? <laughs> I remember 2003, fresh from the coast, I'd been coming to Nairobi. Uh, but no, sorry, 1993. Then I've, I'm reporting first year when uh, Moy University. So you boarded Eldoret, in Eldoret bus, of course, it was my first time going to Nakuru, and I landed at uh, uh, University, I mean, at uh, Eldoret town in the evening. So I had to spend in a lodging and then go the following day to, to the main campus, which is about what, 30, is it 35 kilometers away, I think? Anyway, so then my first time, Rift Valley, I mean, that was, I was so green. So I, I slept, I woke up the following day, boarded the Peugeot. Uh, you remember the Peugeot? Yeah, we call them Peugeot. Uh, but it's a Peugeot. The one you look at each other. You, you understand that? You're looking at each other. Now, where, where did you meet? You look familiar, kind, kind of. That was the, the Peugeot. And then, every time we stopped, I had the guy saying, Gebe! So I said, Gebe means what now? And then every time we stopped before he starts going, saying, Gebe! So I figured out, Gebe is 20. So that's my first Kale word, Gebe! Anyways, that's, that's how we learn. Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Let's say it together. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel. Tell people about the Lord. Don't ever be ashamed of the vision. Listen, vision is for the future, but you have to see it. Don't be ashamed. Be convinced of what God has called you to do and start saying it. Start declaring it. We'll bring some declarations here and you'll see. But we are moving forward, church. We are moving forward than ever before. We are breaking barriers as we go to 2024. Join us. Amen. Father, thank you for all that you've called this ministry to do. Thank you for having sent Dr. Jerry Saville into this nation. Sent Pastor Zued and Carla and all the work, Father, that they have done over the years in building the kingdom of God, first in the lives of, your, of us, our, your people, and then also building 
the will of God in this nation. Father, forever I'm thankful for having connected Tina and I to this vision. Forever I'm thankful, Father, for everyone that you have brought into this vision and who've been faithful participating in what you have called us to do. Father, I'm asking you for clarity in the hearts of your people concerning their part, concerning what they have given, you have given them to fulfill. Father, thank you for clarity. I thank you for waking up dreams in the hearts of your people. Things that you spoke to them some years ago, but they have, they have forgotten. They had forgotten about them. Some even had for, given up concerning them coming to pass. Father, thank you for the fresh breath of your will. Fresh breath of your purposes in the hearts of your people. Fresh breath. The struggles you've gone through has nothing to do with the will of God. Make that, that commitment and say, God, I want to honor you. I want to live for you. I want to consecrate my life for the heavenly vision or to the, to the heavenly vision. And I want your purposes to be fulfilled through my life. Would you have a moment, please speak to the Lord. The wanderings are not from God. All wanderings are not from God. God is not the author of confusion. God, come on, go ahead and speak to the Lord. Some of you may be in repentance. Ask him to forgive you for disobedience. Ask him to cleanse you. Ask you to fill you again with his, 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 with his presence. And fresh insight concerning what he's called you to do. The provision is in the purpose that he has in store for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your spirit moving in the hearts of your people. There's someone who ha you have been really wounded. And it's turning even to bitterness because of some things that you are convinced you're supposed to have been doing and then they didn't go the way you thought that they should, it should have happened. God is calling you. He wants you to commit yourself afresh to him and he's your healer to heal you completely from that bitterness. Some of you, there are things that have happened in your life and you felt like, God, you have even the strength to continue. Yes, you do. Because he's speaking to you for that fresh commitment. He knows your past. He'll wipe it away completely. The tragedy will be if you refuse to try again and stay right there where you have been. It's time to move forward. God told the children, uh, 
God spoke to Moses and said, tell the children of Israel to move forward. It's time to move forward. Yeah, you've had mistakes. You've made mistakes. So many things have happened, but it's time to move forward. Father, may your breath be upon these words and resonate in the hearts of your people to move forward and break barriers of the enemy. I thank you and I bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you receive something out of this?